You've heard about it a million times. How is OpenAI, how are all these giant companies going to impact the upcoming elections? We've seen it before, right? I mean, we've seen it in social media, everything else, but now we are in a whole new ball game, right? With these last year, especially with uh, obviously AI-generated images, which is absolutely impossible uh, to tell and with our country and we're just sort of like talking about America for the second maybe Jaden wants to kind of take it elsewhere as well but even just in this country guys I mean people are going to see and want to believe what they want to believe I mean forget about text forget about like fake stories all that kind of stuff when you see images and now with video coming up as well uh, this is going to just absolutely up and our especially the presidential election right but Jaden, this is the year. What's what's happening? What are we what's what are we going to be seeing? Okay, so there's a couple things that I, I a couple ways that I think AI is going to like play a big role, or people might try to use it to sabotage or whatever. And the one thing I'll preface all of this by saying is like none of this is necessarily like new. It's just you can do it faster and at like a bigger scale. So I think. The two things that we think about a lot, of course, are like the deep fakes, um, making a deep fake. But then, so like, that's like one thing. I'm kind of, to be honest, a little bit less like concerned about that, right? So we'll have a deep fake of Biden saying something racist, and we'll have a deep fake of Trump, like, you know, yelling at someone or like saying something ridiculous or unhinged, right? Like, like those things will happen. Um, or, you know, I guess any presidential candidates, but I think at the end of the day, <laughs> yes. the polls say that's what our presidential race is going to be in 2024. Like, love it or hate it. Most people <laughs> probably hate it. But anyways, um, that, that's what it's going to look like. And so I think that's what people's minds immediately go to is kind of like these deep fake videos of people doing crazy things. I'm not honestly like I'm not that concerned or about that because I think it's going to be very easy to like validate like, OK, Biden didn't actually say that or Trump didn't actually do that. Like, like, where's the footage? Like. You know, like if it's posted on Twitter, there's going to be like the community notes like this is AI generated like and I actually think that that's been like really helpful. Um, and then all the other platforms have their own kind of like fact checking things on them as well. So like I'm not worried about that. The thing that I think will be more useful is like public opinion, perception, swaying, whatever kind of thing, which again is not new and not exclusive to AI. Um, but you're going to see like I think one of the most easy things is just like creating like um account farms on social media that instead of being like in the past I, i've seen a lot of screenshots of the last election cycle where like people were like they'd post something and then there's like a hundred accounts that i'll post the exact same thing and it was like you know like trump is horrible or like biden is horrible or like whatever and but they're like kind of like the same script but now with ai and chat gpt you can essentially like get an army of like a hundred thousand accounts that any political post they're all commenting on there and it's not just a copy and paste. It's really hard to know like what, who's who because they are like just prompts from ChatGPT talking about it, right? So I think that's going to be one of the biggest, um, biggest like tools that will be used that's going to be kind of hard to fight against. Yeah, I think so too. And I, it, it's funny that when you're saying that, it also kind of brings up the thought around um, – and we could do a podcast around this at some point. But there's been some phenomenal new research around – the question of how does this all impact SEO, you know, like uh, AI generated stuff in, in general. But also with this, I mean, you all know how SEO, well, or maybe you don't, but like, you know, things rise to the top of something like Google based on like how many connections there are to it. And when you have something like 
just the power to write. As you say, like, no kidding, like 100,000 articles all pointing to something. These things are going to start flying up on Google. And it just adds legitimacy to things, like beyond deep fakes and everything else. It just adds to that conversation. And when you click on something and you just see like a, like 12,000 comments on something like that, that has the power to sway. Like, ultimately, you know, I, I'll be totally honest. I never love, like, the expression, like, AI plus human, because even though I know what people mean when they say that, it sort of goes in one ear out the other. But this is really where this comes to a head, right? I mean, AI is all about sort of like how the human brain works and perceives things. And as me as a human, like if I'm seeing like one kind of like rando, you know, doing something sort of like nut bars and it has like whatever number of comments. But if I see somebody else and it has like 12,000 comments, there's nothing that the human brain can do except say, this feels maybe more legitimate, or at least this feels mm-hmm. sort of like where the tide is going. And the other thing that that does, Jaden, to sort of like interfere, let's call it interfering with that uh, presidential matchup that you're talking about, for example, I think it's going to be extremely difficult for uh, you know a presidential candidate to understand where they should put their time, where they should put their effort, what do they think the perception of them is? I mean, this is a you know this is a ground game, right? Like the political sort of sphere is a ground game, right? Like, are they going after South Carolina? Are they going to Wisconsin? Whatever. Like, and this is the kind of thing that can steer giant decisions like that, that can move the needle just a percentage point or something. And uh, so I love that direction that you're taking, which is yeah, we all know about deepfakes and everything else, but there's a million ways that this can actually really impact this in a way that could change the direction of our country for, you know, whatever you think a better force is. Okay. I just thought of like, while you were talking, I just thought of like a, such a fascinating way that like this, <laughs> the AI could be applied to this. Um, okay. So there's two stories. So last election cycle, there was like a story where like Trump was going to, he was going and giving a rally and like all the tickets got bought out and he, it was like, this is going to be the biggest rally ever. But then it ended up just being like a bunch of like uh, people on TikTok that uh, it just went viral and it was like Trump haters from TikTok that went and bought like all the, got all the seats or something so that like there, no one else could show up, right? And so it was kind of like, haha, we, we tricked him. So, and then I think, I can't remember what really happened with this story. It was kind of a long time ago, but like maybe the stadium was like less full or something. I don't know. It anyway. was, there was supposed to be a big outdoor thing. Like they had it all set up and it made Trump look ridiculous because of that. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, was, yeah. yeah. They prepared for more. Okay, so so that's one thing. But think about like, the impact of something like that where it's like beyond just making someone look ridiculous, which I'm sure is like fun and whatever. That's all like part of our political circus we love here in America. And I mean, you know, I'm all for it, right? But um, beyond that, you could actually make people make decisions like you were mentioning, right? So like, let's say, and this is, I guess, more bots than AI, but like maybe you can make the bots look more realistic with AI. But let's say it looks like you have a ton of supporters in one specific state. So you're gonna put a ton of energy into that, but they're just like, fake supporters that the opposition party buys to make you like put your attention elsewhere. So that's one interesting aspect. And I think one thing that I'm seeing this election cycle more than that, I'm like, I'm so curious, but like now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, there's like this big, and maybe you can chalk this up to bad polling or whatever, but there's like this big movement right now um, with uh, one of the Republican nominee nominees, Vivek Ramaswamy. He's you know, very viral on like Twitter and X, for example, he's in Twitter spaces with Elon and with all the, you know, like he's just like on Twitter. I don't know. He's just like a big Twitter guy. So he kind of got big on Twitter. And of course I use Twitter a lot. So maybe I just like disproportionately see him, but whenever the polls come out on the Republican field, like on Twitter, he's very popular. He's on all the big podcasts and everything. But when the polls come out, he's like very low. He's like 2%, 3% of the polls. And there's people um, that are arguably like, everyone despises them on social media from what I see. Uh, and they're like doing like 20%, like I think Nikki Haley or, or something. She's like mm-hmm. 20% in the polls. Okay. So, um, 
in this whole like mind experiment, imagine number one, if you were like a an opposition uh, player buying like a hundred thousand accounts to engage with one candidate a ton and pump them up and make them feel really good. Um, so that people are like looking this way, but they're actually like a weaker candidate because you know they got a bunch of character flaws that are gonna be like less interesting, but you can try to make them look better on social media. I'm not saying that's what's happening with Vivek, um, but like, you know, like that's a that's an interesting concept, yeah. right? Like that could be like a way, and again, when we talk about like election interference, like is this interference? Like hardly, people can play all these games they all they want. At the end of the day, what every voter needs to do is just like go look at the website, look at the, the policies that someone stands for, look at what they've supported in the past, and you look at who their donors are probably, and you have a pretty good idea of where your candidate's gonna go and who you should vote for. Like, Jaden, you, you sound ridiculous. Listen to how rational you are. Jaden, wh where has your head, where is, no, I want conspiracy Jaden back. Like, nobody's going, looking at positions, nobody's looking at donors, everybody's looking at like the sound bites and the gotcha moments <laughs> and everything like that, right? That's how we play American politics here in this country. And this is, but I totally agree, I mean like, at scale, these games have sort of always been played. But when you're talking about getting this number of folks and all saying like, hey, like we really need you here in this part of the country or something like that. And like having, you know, uh, you know, candidates being dragged over there or just giving, you know, like it, it, to your point, having uh, sort of a false sense that uh, candidates who are lower down uh, have a you know, sort of like, you know, let's call it like a, a wave behind them or something like that. All of a sudden, you know, your Bidens or your Trumps, whoever your front runners are, all of a sudden have to pivot to sort of like fighting them off when in fact their their strategy should be just to sort of like, you know, just to kind of like lay out their platform and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's all these, I mean, listen, like this is extremely divided, this country. And and when you're talking about that kind of percentage points, though all those little things at once, it's impossible to fight out and to fight back on. And especially when you have uh, a huge swath of the country, like, you know, people listening to this podcast probably have something, have some kind of like level of interest in AI. I know you and I certainly do. But there's a huge part of this country that just sort of like generally knows kind of quote unquote that there's deep fakes. So they'll they'll be like looking at a photo and be like, that's fake or that's not fake. But it would never even occur to them. And Jane, think about this. I mean, my gosh, like you've seen these things already, right? With what Eleven Labs can do with like phone calls and mm. things like that, right? And, and mm -hmm. say like, hey, um, hey, Mr. Shaver, like, you know, I'm, I just wanted to kind of call you up and talk to you for a few minutes, and I apologize. There's a little delay on my end, uh, but just really want. And by the way, I could put my accent deep Southern, right? Mississippi. It's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm from over here in like, you know, uh, you know, Baton Rouge or whatever it is, you know, and I'm doing this. And not that that's in Mississippi, but anyway. But point being, that you could have entire, you could have this like exponentially having actual phone conversations with people who vote, talking to them and responding to their issues and saying like, well, it's great that you say that because my our candidate is blah, 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 right? That is something that nobody oh knows that AI gosh, can do I right now. Think about that. That's so genius. Yeah, the, the phone call, which I mean, personally, anyone that calls me on the phone, I just hang up with and I hang up on and I just like hate any unsolicited phone call. But like, I know that is a big part of politics. Um, you know, it used to be the door to door knocking, but yeah, Anything you can scale up like that will have an impact and will be effective. So that's that's absolutely genius. Yeah, and you can you can clone the voice to the geolocation and talk to people and have it just be like a script that says whatever they say, like agree and say your candidate can do that and explain why. And here's like a rough outline of like their policies, but really like whatever. And I mean, if you want to lie, just say like yeah, whatever they say, just say like yeah, we're gonna do it. I mean, what's the difference? But hundred percent time, right? And that's but that's the crazy thing, right? Is that like in the past, like robocalls had sort of a set thing; they had to sort of guess what you're gonna say. But when you, if you've seen sort of, you know, the how, you know, the, uh, I guess it's a the Tesla commercial, AI. 
the air AI. Thank you. Yeah, mm. the um, you know that actually does this, or even just pick up your phone and hit the little headphones uh, button on uh, GPT Plus account. I do this all the time, Jaden. You know that I train companies and things like that. And one of the big wow moments, and I always do it at the end, is to sort of say like, "Hey, I'm going to have like a tough conversation with a you know a, uh, a fictional consultant who's doing this," and I kind of say like, "And you are going to be the consultant, and you're going to sort of you know uh, give me some pushback and blah blah blah." And, and I actually like I put it up to the microphone or my lav mic if I'm on you know when I'm on stage or whatever, and I literally like had that conversation back and forth for only I don't know maybe two or three minutes and people are like holy cow the way that this can scale across HR difficult conversations like all that kind of stuff like sales calls right like everything mm-hmm. like that it the reason that it works like that and the reason why companies why we can bring so much value to companies when when you know when I talk to them around all that stuff is because this is stuff that they spend a ton of money on and actually like really increases the quality of the work of the individuals in that company whether it's you know whatever it's in right and again you're scaling this across fortune 1000 companies but again, the reason it works is because it's responding in real time to what you are saying. Again, in any accent that you want, especially if you kind of run it through Eleven Labs or something like that. Anyway, there is so much to talk about here, Jaden. What like you're looking at the landscape as we sort of like kind of like wrap this up with a you know, kind of a season of hope here. What is like your biggest fear? I want you to I want you to sort of like tell our people like with AI, what's it going to do to the political landscape? Yeah, I don't know. I guess my my summary, I don't know if this is the biggest fear, but I have a couple points I'd love to end on. Number one, uh, I was listening to a, there's a political candidate recently that said, whoever wins the election will have spent $6 billion on it. That's the, that's the amount you spend to win an election. And uh, when I think about like, you know, the robocalls and the armies of people on Twitter commenting, like, those are going to become expenses that these campaigns pay. And now that I think about it, at first I was like, oh my gosh, the election interference, no, like everyone's going to pay it. It's, it's going to be effective. Like the robocall that's a chat GPT, it's going to be effective. So everyone's going to pay it. So it's going to become a thing and we're calling it election interference or this is just the new way that we are campaigning, right? So I think that those costs are going to probably shift from maybe places like TV ads or other more traditional places into some of those areas um, as we start seeing like technological shifts. That's one thing I think that people can expect. Um, then the last thing I want to say as all as the doom and gloom of everyone complaining about AI ruining our world and our politics and our democracy and all that kind of stuff. The one thing I do want to wrap up on is I think, yeah, there can be like some AI, there there's probably should be some like rules about how this is used, right? Like you, let's say you're doing the robocall, like it has to maybe you use something like Anthropic's constitutional AI where it's like it has to tell the truth about what the candidate believes and stands for. And maybe there has to be some sort of published list of the things they agree with. And it has to base off of that. It can't like make fake stuff up. So I think that is going to be something that's going to have to be regulated. Um, but but like as far as like being honest and transparent, it's not like AI is this big misinformation machine per se that is completely un uh, there's no precedent for. I, there's recently an article that, you know, a lot of people have been talking about, actually a lot of news organizations where there's a story and the article headline that I've been seeing everywhere is something like Tesla robot inta- attacks engineer leaving trails of blood. I've seen this on like a bunch of news publications. I was like, oh my gosh, Tesla just unveiled their big Optimus robot. In the, in the picture for this article is the Tesla Optimus robot. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these things have gone rogue. They've embedded AI in them and now they're gonna like go attack people. Like this is horrible. Okay, so you click on the article. Turns out they're referencing an incident that happened two years ago where a robotic arm in their car factory that picks up car pieces that every 
uh, every car factory has these arms. It's from like a, a company called like KUKA or something. I can't remember. But like everyone's got the same robotic arms and one swings and hits like some person and pins them. And yeah, there's blood and they got injured. And it's like a factory incident. It's sad and horrible, but like it happens. Anyways, when the media, mainstream media and like publications that I generally want to trust take an incident like this from two years ago, put this big picture of Tesla's Optimus robot and say, you know, Tesla robot attacks people leaving trails of blood. Like, I think that uh, a lot of this concept of misinformation or kind of con misconstruing the facts, it's something that we do see in our media landscape, regardless, whatever side of the aisle you're on, whatever political perspective you have, like, we just see this, they want clicks, they want to get that ad revenue. And so I don't think that if this is a AI unique problem is all that I'll say. So the silver lining is like, whatever we plan on implementing or regulating or doing here, there's probably precedent in other industries. And if there isn't, there probably should be. So hopefully we'll get to some sort of general, more truthful consensus across everything uh, if it's getting really kind of pushed on AI. Yeah, no, totally agree. And this is the thing, like, I, I mean, I, I love clickbait for that reason. It's just so insanely entertaining, but you're right. Let's just sort of leave with this, is that like, there's nothing inherently biased about AI. AI is a reflection of human nature and humans are going to use whatever tools that they have at their disposal. AI just happens to be this one. It's up to us to try to make it a force for good. 100%. Thank you so much to everyone for tuning in, uh, getting our perspectives and ideas on where we think this is going. Obviously, this is going to be an evolving story as we move into this year. And even if you're not in the United States, I think a lot of the, the tactics or concepts or things we, we talk about or think about here could be used in your elections in your own countries or, you know, have impacts on you based off of what happens. So we'll keep talking about this. Um, you know, I'm obviously Canadian. I can't even vote in America. So like, for the international audience that, I don't know, sometimes like when I talk about this stuff, they're like, I don't like hearing American talking points. Like, well, it's it definitely is applicable and uh, it plays a part. So I'll try to give you the, the international perspective as well. But uh, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day.